bailame la suavecita. Rum, parum, parum, parum. Are those actual lyrics or did you just make that up? Yeah, no, that's an actual song. Oh, man. okay. <laughs> We're uh, gonna get flagged. Welcome, welcome back. I am Gideon Hodge. And I'm Juan Marulanda. And it's a strange, strange world. Strange as. Can we cut? Right? I it's guess. my show. It's fuck. It's, it, it's my show. It's fuck. Like, man. All right. Well, we're not going to be able to put this on the kitty Sorry, channel. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom and Grandma, who I'm sure is not listening to this show. Anyway, <laughs> have you ever wondered where conspiracy theories come from? Oh, no. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories? Now, I would, we could do a whole other few episodes on conspiracy theories in general. Like stuff that people believe, but okay. this is going back to the source where it all started. Ooh, okay, yeah, uh, I never thought about that. So, and the thing is, he's not really considered the grandfather of conspiracy theories. I call him that because most people don't know who this cat is. Who, who are we talking so about? So he was a a Freemason in France in the 1800s. His name was Gabriel Jorgan Paget, but he wrote under the pen name Leo Taxel. Now, one of the things he was known for writing was writing erotic stories involving high-ranking clergy member and, like, milkmaids or, like, some woman in the village. Oh, yeah. Like your typical story of the bimbo on the suburbs with the milkman. But 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 on his time. (laughs) Oh, man. It's yeah. about to get juicy, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> that was the thing. He was, they, they, they referred to him as a pornographer. Like, he just, he wrote smut. And so he had, uh, he had just written a really lengthy, very lurid story uh, involving Pope Leo XIII. Ooh. Now, what... Mind uh, you, we're talking about... Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He met with Pope Leo XIII. Who was the... I want to say it was Pope Pius IX that he wrote about. But he wrote about a pope that had just passed away. This is the 1800s. Yeah, this is the 1800s. So who was before... So the church was in power. He was talking oh, to yeah. authority right there. Right. Pope Leo. Pope Leo XIII is who he ended up meeting 13th. later on in the story. Yeah, it was Pope Pius IX. So Pope Pius, pope Pius IX had just passed away. And uh, he was a very beloved pope. Think kind of like John Paul. Yeah. You know, he was he was very beloved by by the people. You know, that's what I got my name from. Have I ever told you that? Really, Juan Pablo? Oh, Juan Paul. Yeah. I never thought about that. My that mom sense. loves that guy. Oh yeah, everybody loved him. Yeah, like, he was a sweetheart. He was very intelligent, very you know passionate, very yeah. uh, peaceful. You know, man. Yeah, just... kind of like me. Yeah, that's totally. What I was say <laughs> At least that's what my mom thinks. <laughs> No, yeah. I, so this guy was very lovable. And, yeah. So Pope Pius the Ninth, and so Leo Taxel, Gabriel Paget, uh, had written this really smutty story about Pope Pius the Ninth getting it on with this no. like, farmer's daughter sort of thing. And it, but the problem was, is it published after Pope Pius Ninth died? So everybody okay. that had been reading his stuff loved it, and they were eating it up. He was a bestseller. But then that one came out at just the wrong time, and suddenly there was this huge public backlash against him. Yeah. Everybody hated him. Now, keep in mind, he's a Freemason. Too soon. Right. Too very much soon. too soon, wrong time. And so the Freemasons have a meeting with him, and they're like, dude, uh, this is too much heat. Uh, we don't... <laughs> we don't need this. We, we don't need this smoke, so no. uh, you got to go. So they kicked him out of the Freemasons. They kicked his ass out. Kicked him out. And he was pissed. 
Fast forward a few months later, he uh, goes and meets with a local priest Mm -hmm. and has this tearful confession that he had seen a vision of the Virgin Mary. No, no, no. We're talking about... uh, Gabriel Paget. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, the the pornographer. Leo? Yeah. Okay. Leo Taxel. Leo Taxel is his pen name. So Gabriel Paget, Leo Taxel, Uh goes to this priest... Gives him this tearful confession that, you know, Mary had had appeared to him and told him the error of his ways and that he wanted to renounce all his evil ways Mm -hmm. and give himself over to God. In explaining this, he also lets drop that there is a secret satanic cult within the Freemason society that is manipulating the government at the highest levels all across Europe. Moment of silence. Right. So he he was probably salty. Just a bit. <laughs> so, yeah. He was salty because he got kicked out. He got out. kicked out of the Masons. So he's like, I'm going to fix you. And he came up with this crazy... That's So that's where the story goes. And um, he... So he basically come, came up with this idea that the whole organization that he belonged to... Was being controlled by a group called the Palladian Order. Okay. And that they were this satanic cult within the Freemasons. And that they were manipulating the government from the shadows and manipulating, and they were in, involved in government and different high ranking officials were members mm-hmm. of this Palladian order. And that they were doing like orgies and worshiping the devil and just doing like all this crazy stuff. Um, so he writes a book called The Brotherhood of the Three Points. And this book is released, and other occultists pick it up. Other writers respond to it. He gets audiences with different bishops and different high-ranking clergy that are wanting to talk to him to find out more about this organization. he is not playing. Uh, He ends up getting an audience with Pope Leo XIII in 1887. So two years after he, uh, he makes his confession and is basically doing, like, a lecture tour, um... He, he, gets a, he gets an audience with the Pope. Dang. He writes a series of pamphlets and books uh, that describes more about this organization. And then he starts letting it know that he is... Um, he's telling this to the Pope. He's telling this to everybody. On the Pope interview? Uh, well, the Pope, the Pope had a meeting with him. But that he, uh, he was releasing different pamphlets, different letters, just describing this organization, the Palladian Order. Mm-hmm. This is going on all throughout the 1890s. So this is, so now we're, he's been doing this for five years, six years. We're into the 1890s. He starts releasing that he's got a book of confessions from the high priestess of the Palladian order, Diana Vaughn. Is is he saying that she's... She's his inside informant. Okay. And that uh, she's under, you know, duress and he, but she wants to come out and come public and leave the Palladian Order. About the demonic... Yeah, uh, the demonic uh, shadow government organization. That she was part of. Yes. Supposedly. Okay. Uh-huh. So he... Then Leo got... Leo got a, a meeting with the Pope. With you know the how Pope. Much, you know how much shit you have to talk to make your way to... A... I mean, I've never met with the Pope. <laughs> and we, we... And you know to right. talk a lot of shit. Yeah, and he... I mean, he, he just don't return... <laughs> He's kind of busy, right? Right, right. He's got stuff going. Yeah. So he ends up having a press conference in 1897. Mm-hmm. 
So this has been going on for 12 years. Damn. That he's been releasing these books, having meetings with people, talking about it, going on about it, and, and the public's in an uproar. Everybody's like, people are writing to him to find out like more about Plus, the Palladium Order. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are even writing him, finding out how to join or how to like, yeah. How to join the... The Palladium Order. Oh, yeah, there's okay. people like wanting to know like, hey, so if... if if I wanted to meet these people, how would I do it? You know, I'm asking for a friend, like that sort of thing. Yeah, just let me know. Well, he was a he was a good uh, source of information because yeah. he was a part of it, right? Uh, he he said that he got all his information from Diana Vaughn, so he got all his in- information from the, right. But he was never a part of it. He just found out about but, it. But but you would believe. But he was part of the. Um, Freemasons. Yeah. So that yeah, so that definitely lended an air of credibility to his story. He was also a really good writer. Yeah. Very persuasive writer. And so in 1897, April 19th, he has a um a, a public event. He's going to talk this about the order. Was, was setting up concerts and shit. Pretty much. <laughs> and he says that at this event, he is going to produce Diana Vaughn, who's now been like the darling of the tabloids. Uh-huh. So like imagine like. The tabloids are coming out, and it's like, oh, this this poor woman, you know, is being trapped by this evil government. And the only person that knows how to get her out is Leo Taxel. Uh-huh. And Gabriel he's going to do it live. He's going to do it live. For the audience. On this huge team. audience. So April 19th, 1897, he's been running this story for 12 years. 12 years. Like, think about how long that is. That's like a... Like a fucking political campaign, like it's like cool long. Yeah, like imagine if this story started running in two thousand eight, and was still going on now. That is crazy. Right. And he, well, that that was his life now. Oh yeah, he yeah, got he's, kicked he's out of the Freemasons. So he's a celebrity known for this story. Yeah, he knows the Pope and shit. And so he. Uh, he asks everybody, he says, there's not a lot of room in this theater. It was sold out. Like, everybody was there. <laughs> so he asks everybody to leave their coats, their canes, and their umbrellas in the front room. Like, in the in the waiting area. Don't leave tell. all that stuff out there. Uh-huh. And then he has them all come into the auditorium. Diana Vaughn's supposed to be there. He walks on stage alone. He says, I fooled you all to show you what gullible idiots you are. We're falling for this superstitious Bro. nonsense, and I'm out, and a riot ensues. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> that's the biggest. That's the best mic drop I've ever read. Suckers. Yeah. And then he and then he just pieces out, and the police had to come in because I mean these people went nuts. They've been following the story for 12 years, and he just gets on stage and says, "I lied to all of you to show you what idiots you are." Because he was so salty at getting kicked out of the Freemasons because of the upset from the church. And he was like, I'm going to show all of you how freaking stupid you are. Oh my god. Like, this is, this is, this is petty on, on like a cosmic scale. Holy <laughs> shit. That dude was salty as hell. Oh yeah. He got people involved in that for 12 years. In the 12 the- years. Like, that's, that's the thing that's the most impressive to me, that he ran this scam for 12 years. That is crazy. And he got to meet some of the most important people of the day. He got to meet with the Pope. With the Pope. On sheer bullshit. And that was the thing, is, like, there were other, like, um, clergy members and stuff like that that were writing about the Palladian Order. Yeah. And, like, denouncing it. Like, we yeah. have to stop this group. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And it was made up. None of it existed. And they just... And then he just peaced out. And, uh, yeah. And what's funny is... 
there were a lot of people that had been following the story for the last 12 years that yeah. were like, oh, he's he's lying. It's real. They, they forced him to say it's not true. They convinced themselves. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't let the story go. Bro, the story became, became bigger became, than the person that was writing it. Yeah, because people wouldn't believe Holy that it was fake because they'd spent so long. And what's funny, so I wrote a paper on this in college. And I did some, when I was doing the research, I would read stuff that was written by other authors at the time. And one guy's talking about Diana Vaughn mm-hmm. in his book about like, oh, this poor thing. And, you know, we hope we find her and that she's all right. And then he writes something else a year later or a couple of years later after this all came out. And he's like, man, Gabriel Paget is such a jerk. Like that guy is such an asshole. Like and it was, it's so oh, funny. Dang. I mean, this and this was in America. This was a writer, this was a uh, Freemason in America that was writing about this. So this made it all the way across the pond. See, that's that's what I always say, that things happen in, in different generations. Mm-hmm. History repeats itself, like we always say. And people always say, oh, this generation is going to hell. No, they're just doing the same shit that the past generation did. Now the big thing is fake news and you know all that bullshit. Right. And it'll be some other nonsense in ten years, twenty years. And it's always going to be a thing. Actually, it's it was one... hundreds of years ago. It yeah. is today. It will. It will always be. You uh, you, you bring that up. Like uh, I was actually just watching um, a TV show from the '90s, and it was talking about how like you know TV was corrupting everybody and it was you know warping everybody's minds yeah. or that everybody was just these slaves to televisions and stuff yeah. like that I'm like oh you mean how they say they are to smartphones now yeah <laughs> with the internet yeah you know so it's always something it's new it's always bad it's always a new uh, poison oh this this is what is uh, destroying the kids nowadays and it's always going to be a bad thing that is crazy man oh this yeah this guy made his he made an entire career. Oh yeah. So did he had um, repercussions? Did some somebody went out to get him? Uh, no, because he Leo? didn't. He passed away like ten years later. <laughs> they killed his ass. Did I kill his ass? <laughs> he apparently kept uh, spinning yarns though. What? Yeah. The amazement was he announced that. Oh, 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 wow. I didn't find all this stuff out. Uh, he said that he had also said that um, the Diana Vaughn story was a series of hoaxes that he had created. He had begun by persuading the Commandant of Marseille that the harbor was infested with sharks and a ship was sent to destroy them. He invented an underwater underwater city in Lake Geneva, trying drawing tourists oh, and archaeologists to the spot. Fucking. Oh my gosh. He was just a freaking genius, man. That's what yeah. he was. Yeah, he was next level. Like Andy Kaufman's got nothing on this guy. Wow, that is crazy, man. Yeah, he so he left Paris after this though. Okay. Like he moved out of town. Yeah, he had to. So it was funny you were talking about that, um, about how like every generation Yeah, has his own challenges and people think that oh, <laughs> This generation is just waste. Let me let me uh, let me read this one for you. Uh, young people are high-minded because they have not been humbled by life, nor have they experienced the force and circumstances. They think they know everything and are always quite sure about it. Aristotle, fourth century <laughs> BC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you you knew so much back then. Uh, here's a great one. B 
Beardless, the beardless youth does not foresee what is useful, squandering his money. Horus, first century BC. <laughs> so the, the, we, we've been salty about kids these days yeah. for over two thousand years. Kids nowadays don't know the struggle. They would never. They would never do. Right. It's just different generations. Yep. Man, that oh, is. Oh wait, crazy. wait. Here's a great one. Uh, modern fashions seem to keep on growing more and more debased. The ordinary spoken language has also steadily coarsened. People used to say, raise the carriage shafts or trim the lamp wick. But today people say, raise it or trim it. And when they say, light the men, let the men of the palace staff stand forth, they say, torches, let's have some light. <laughs> this was... is Yoshida Kenku in 1330. <laughs> what did he, so he just... He, he was just to have more words to it? I guess. He was saying people... I, well, he's complaining about slang or shortening the way they would say <laughs> things. Man. That is crazy. Oh, uh-huh. this is this is great. Youth were never more saucy. Yay, never saucy. more savagely saucy. The ancient are scorned, the honorable are contempt, and the magistrate is not dreaded. Thomas Barnes, 1624. <laughs> the youth. <laughs> youth these days. You think I'm we're going to feel that way in later Probably, later and years? I'm going to laugh my butts off. My butt off. To see what the next generation is like, and when yeah. your your generation is like the salty old people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, it happens. It happens even nowadays. Like mm-hmm. I'm young, but I still see. I see, but I'm not a teenager. So I see teenagers acting stupid. I'm like kids nowadays. Right, right. And I'm pretty sure they do the same with. Well, see, I was in my twenties when emo came on the scene. Yeah, and I was just like, what the hell is this shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, even back then I was like, man, this is, this is what, the, what the hell happened to music? So yeah, that is that is the. I mean, we could definitely do another episode where we just talk about the conspiracy theories because oh, I think man. that could be a lot of fun. But oh. I wanted to start here with the grandfather of them all because I mean, this dude just wove the story from whole cloth and just stuck to it. And I, honestly, I think he should have been a salesman of some sort because he was a great. No, he should have been. Uh, Politician, like a writer. Like, he was a writer. Imagine the stories. Imagine him nowadays coming up with because this is what writers do. This is what you guys do. Right, right. Come up with something so crazy that get people so involved in a story. I mean, but he and he had all of Europe tied up in this. Yes, like he had so many, and the, and not even just like it wasn't just like bumpkins. Like it wasn't just like you know the people of Walmart. I mean, he had. <laughs> You know, where were those? Yeah, the Pope, bishops, different nobles. Like, that was the thing. The people that were at this lecture yeah. where he spilled spilled mm-hmm. the tea, I mean, there was a lot of high-ranking officials that were there yeah, throughout Europe. Yeah, I can't Europe. imagine. I can't imagine. And that was why they were so infuriated because they just all, he just made them all look like fools. Man. I guess it just takes consistency. Because yeah, also, also the length of the story builds it up itself. If you if you tell somebody something for twelve years, at some point they're gonna be like, "That's just that? true." At that, I point. know, yeah, at that, and point, that's why people weren't willing to let it go. Twelve years. Twelve years. That guy is petty as fuck. That's some dedication, though. Imagine, just imagine the relationship, just like his ex-girlfriends or some shit. He probably used some shady shit too, man. Maybe that was her favorite lake, the one he said it was filled with sharks. <laughs> Man. I'm gonna fix you. I'm Damn, they probably were in the crowd too when he spilled the tea. They were all invited. Mm-hmm. 
He probably invited everybody he ever disliked. But but that's the difference though. He dropped. He finally came clean. Yeah. Conspiracy theories nowadays, they're built they're built up by a community, right? Right. But then everybody is sure about them. Like there's no one. Yeah. There's no part of it of like. Nobody comes forth and be like, oh yeah, this is all bullshit. Yeah, no, I came, I came all with the whole flat earth, earth shit because I was just born and I right. want you guys to be stupid and believe me. No, they, they swear by it. They yeah. still... Yeah, they're taking it to the grave now. Man. It's wild. Kids nowadays. Right. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists nowadays. They're, man. They don't own up to it at the end. They always get worse. Oh, man. So yeah, that was a fun story. Definitely that wanted was, to share that with everybody. Leo's the GOAT. Leo Taxel. Got to escape Paris, man. Yep. He had to flee. All right. So uh, if you have any conspiracy theory stories you would like us to delve into, uh, feel free to write in. Uh, leave it in the comments. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some good ones out there, man. And uh, I am Gideon Hodge. And I'm Juan Marulanda. And it is A Strange, Strange World. Yep. <laughs>